You are listening to EP Culture Beat, the underground source of El Paso, Texas. How's it going, man? How are you? We're chilling, boy. Everything's good. How about you? Doing good here on this Friday afternoon. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people out there. What's good, everybody? Cool. I got a lot of aliases. <laughs> <laughs> what are the other aliases? Uh, I mean, it's just mainly Ocho Sanchez. Uh, you know, but on Instagram, on the socials, you can find me as Mexican George Young. And also, you know, a bunch of hashtags. Like, I got the hashtag going right now. I got the socorridos, the father, and that shit. You know, I got a few people, just artists. You know, the, the hashtag is growing. People are catching on. So people are adopting it. You know, I just gotta remind people that your latest album is called strawberry cocaine it's full of tales of surviving a criminal you know illegal illicit lifestyle so like why the colorful name that's my favorite flavor oh the cocaine <laughs> strawberry coke you know it's it just brings me back to a time imagine ciudad juarez before chapel you know when when ciudad juarez belonged to Cartel de Juarez, to La Línea. Picture that time. Mm-hmm. And that circa, you know, 2008, 2009, when the drug war started, you know, blowing up to extreme numbers. That flavor cocaine is still, that was, it was popping around then. And ever since then, you know, it just stuck. Like, that exotic, it just sounds sexy. Yeah. And it tasted real good, you know. And there's other flavors. And I got other albums, you know, accordingly for that coming soon. But... To me personally, strawberry cocaine represents a time in my life and a product in my life that you know just changed me. That's what it is. You're constantly releasing material. How long did this one take? And what was your main inspiration for it? I appreciate that. Uh, you know, last year, 2018, was actually the 10-year anniversary of making hot corridos. I didn't expect to come up with strawberry cocaine initially. I was pushing Hood Corridos Volume 4, Volume 4, and we released that in July. Actually, that one took me two weeks to write and record it. So, you know, along that line, just kept, uh, when I don't write or when I'm not making something, I get anxiety. So, like, I gotta constantly be doing something. That's probably why they're coming so fast. But the Strawberry Coke, I mean, we started working on it, promoting it around August, and we released it December 20th. The point of the Hood Corridos is I'm telling the story of uh, somebody from El Paso. Yeah. A Mexican-American guy who has ties to both U.S. and Mexico, and he smuggles. He doesn't do what he does to flash or to, you know, be looked at as the big guy. This guy is very low-key. And he does what he does to eat and to help the people around him to survive. Just so happens he turned to the cartel life and, and that's that's his given in life. And that's not just me. I'm speaking for a population of people yeah. who you know we live in the border, so it's very accessible. And if you don't have a lot of opportunities or if you have a record or anything, I mean, it's just there. Sometimes that's all we have. You go deep into Mexico, 
you know, people had farms, ranches, yeah. who were back then, Kosechavan, cotton or vegetables. Now they're growing weed. They're selling weed because that's, that's the trade. That's what's making them money. So was it really bad? You know, that's for the people to judge. So Hood Carrillos is based like on a character, which is based on people that you've met based on people yeah, well, it's, that you've it's known. It's autobiographical. Yeah, yeah it's, auto, it's uh, you know, me, my experiences mostly, but also people around me, you know, associates, family. Did you try any new approaches to recording the album? When I started Hook Corridos and all that, it was mostly, I was just getting yeah, with the homies and I start freestyling and I just, you know, talk about stuff that we do that day or whatever, or stuff that was going on. They didn't really plan on doing volumes. Once I, when I came out with Volume 2, see, I did, I started making music, like, since 2008 to 2010. We do volumes, you know, freestyles, what have you. And I stopped. Life, you know, things happen. People die and go to jail. Type situation. So, you know, you pull out, you live life, you learn from experiences. It wasn't until I left El Paso when homies started reaching out to me, you know, what happened with the music, and collab, this type of thing. So... Uh, also, being away from everything kind of gave me that, you know, just uh, I had to speak on it. Yeah. So I started writing the corrido again. Um, intentionally, uh, when I did volume two, yeah, that was more on the English side, a little bit of Spanish, you know, I use like, like blend it in, but when I'm not right now at this point, it's real Spanish heavy. Mm-hmm. And I keep it like that. I really just. The way I speak, I speak in both. So however it comes out, I just do it. You know, I don't really, like my writing process, I don't really focus on writing bars or, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this. And now that like, it just comes out. I'm really more focused on the storytelling and all that other stuff just falls into place. You kind of approached it how you've always approached it, but you're including more, more Spanish elements. Yeah, the Spanish has always been there. I mean, yeah. it's good corridos, you know. As far as uh, songs as a whole, yeah, like like more, the more the the albums progress, like you'll find that I, I write more songs than just pure Spanish. Whereas the earlier stuff was real English heavy, or, or you wouldn't find any all Spanish tracks. That happened with just with progression with with you know as time passed. Is there a song you'd recommend that you're proud of from this album? You know, uh, shit, all of them, really. This one is my favorite project. Uh, I say that about every album, and you can ask, like, <laughs> yeah. the people involved, uh, the engineer, the sound engineer, Metaphysics, uh, from Fuya Radio. Um, he does all the engineering, and uh, our producer is Coastal Pete. He's out of Arizona. And he's worked with other locals from El Paso as well in the past. I always tell them, yeah, this one's the best one, and this one, and I guess that's the point. If you don't feel like that about your music, then you might want to check yourself, because that's the point, is you always try to outdo yourself. So right now, you know, I make them really short. I think the best one to me, out of strawberry cocaine, probably you want to check out Street Pharmacist and Alex. Really, I always recommend the people that listen to the album and, and you know, as a whole. And because it's a movie. I do everything on purpose. I'm real skit heavy. I like to reenact the skits. So I'm like telling you, I'm, I'm taking you on a ride. 
And I feel like if I, that's one thing that sucks about digital streaming. You, you put it on Spotify, what have you, and it shuffles. You know, so I always tell people, yo, you really fuck with me, fuck with me from number one all the way to eight, <laughs> and that way you get the picture. Because it's a movie. It's a whole piece. It's a whole concept. Yeah. Your sound is laid back. How did you decide to take that direction? Like to have like a kind of like a soft sound, but with like the harsh lyrics. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like that's the style of the beat selection is is uh one that just takes me somewhere. I always kind of uh, I always like to find negative in beautiful things. So it's like even in situations or just life. Every time something's going good, you notice when everything's going good, something happens. If there ain't one thing, it's the motherfucking other type thing. So, like, with your beats, some of the beats sound real happy or upbeat, but then I'll give it the ugliness just to show, like, how it is. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's weird that you, you're not the first one to point that out, but I don't know how to answer that question. It just comes out. <laughs> cool, man. What else inspires the tales on your records? Did you experience some of the stuff you talk about firsthand? Yes, sir. That's why I don't want to give you my name. <laughs> uh, but no, man, I mean, like I say, yeah, like I, I got, you know, I got songs. I mean, those who know me know that, that I, that I fool me. Like, it's, it's real life. And a lot of it is me. You know, like, especially, like, you know, just a lot of it is me. And like I said, if it's not me, it's people that were close to me or people that, did something to me or I did something to them or just, you know, my circle. And, I mean, it's all, like I said, that's the reason why I feel like I need to speak on it because mm-hmm. that era or the era I'm speaking on as far as the Juarez that I knew that those, that little world that, that the albums take place, it don't exist no more. It's very different. Can you share one of your experiences with drugs? An example, George Young. Do you know who George Young is? The cocaine smuggler, you know Johnny Johnny Depp played him. Oh. He's a real he's a real character. So he's a smuggler, but he's white. So that's why I coined myself the Mexican George Young because I did what he did, but I'm a Mexican. Different tactics. I didn't fly no jets, <laughs> but uh, to the border, you know. Yeah. What you know? What is a paso? What does it entail? You know. The smuggling, the hustling. That's the thing. I'm not, if you listen to the songs, the songs are not boastful. You know, I'm giving you a regular guy, regular hustler story. You know, most people that do things and stuff, you know, they're not in the millions. I mean, they are, but I'm saying, I'm talking about, you know, just a regular street dude. And I mean, like real experiences, just check it out the songs because they're all there seems, um I've done it all it much. seems like it uh it seems like it affected you a lot yeah well that's what I was thinking too like PTSD type shit because I've been getting death threats since I was like 15 you know we've had people pull up there's a big gang in El Paso and you know who they are tied with the cartels and stuff and you know people El Paso is real small when you think about it and for the same reason, like if you're not involved personally in the drug game, your cousin is, or your friend, or your neighbor, or your boss. It's so small. 
Yeah. It, it, it's kind of hard that it's rare when when you're not involved. <laughs> when you're not involved, when people are not involved and just have regular jobs out there in your team, I'm like, wow, I commend you because it's a dirty city when you think about it. Corrupt. I mean, it's true. I mean, look at the money. Look at the government officials. It's a lot of shit, you know? Shout out Willy Zandara, Junior. When did you start making music? What keeps you motivated? I've always been a writer more than anything. Yeah. Um, I started like that when I was in in middle school. Like I used to, I used to read poetry like for UIL competitions and stuff. Really? In Spanish. Yeah, in Spanish, and I used to win like the blue ribbon, the first place and shit. <laughs> I don't know. What's crazy is I've always made it a point to educate myself, like to. I've always been proud of being Mexican. Man. My dad, my dad's like straight up immigrant. He's not from the United States. He's from Durango, you know. Yeah. And I, I grew up with that experience. So growing up, I experienced a lot of. I don't know, like dude. Back then, people were ashamed to, to say that they're from Juarez or they were proud of being from Juarez. And there was a lot of in our own culture, you know. People hated. We were too Mexican. We couldn't be it. My dad, like, all, we, all I knew was squatters. So all that shit spilled into Puerto Rico as I kept going, the poetry, the writing. You know, I would always, I was a creative writing major for a while. Cool. Uh, I always liked writing short stories, but all, everything was always involving that world. That's what I was exposed to. That's, like, what I saw, type thing. And, uh-huh. I mean, I, I, feel, I feel compelled to tell people. I don't think, you know, what's crazy is, like, a lot of, I don't get a lot of love in El Paso and as far as the music. Yeah, yeah, homies, but everybody sees it, they probably hear me like a broken record, you know, because they're like, I already, I already heard all that shit, we see the music. But I don't do it for El Paso no more. Yeah. I'm making music for the border region, you know. I get a lot of love out in Cali and, uh, you know, other cities and stuff too, but what I'm saying is, I'm spreading this message, I'm, I'm letting you guys know how it is. I've been there, so I don't feel... They, like when I hear some fake shit, that's what also influences me to keep going because I don't see my city being represented right, musically. What I want you to, when you hear my music, to visualize where I'm, you know, what is. I want you to see me right there on Delta getting pulled over by the quarter patrol and shit because I look brown, you know? That's happened. <laughs> One yeah. time... I was, one time I was out there by on Fonseca yeah. on the exit on border and you know I looked suspect on bald I had a Cadillac black tinted ass windows and literally I was outside of my boy's house we were barely gonna go to Juarez and a border patrol pulls out I thought it was the police I was I was literally rolling something up and I had a talk while I was drinking and my boy was taking a shower <laughs> so I, I saw the lights in the back I'm like oh shit the police you know yeah. I put the beer in the back and I started, like, you know, pulling my insurance stuff. Well, it was a border patrol talking to me through the intercom. Yo, the megaphone, step outside your car, come outside. Man, I was really short. I got, like, uh, there was one unit behind me, then two of them came from the other side. Man. And they, like, circled me in, and they wanted me to open my trunk. And I was like, I'm not going to open my trunk. They told me, we saw you on the cameras, we got reports. Those two people that, that put, they were right there on the front of Mexico side that they put some from that luggage in your trunk. I was laughing, man. I didn't have shit. <laughs> and I was like, bro, I, I'm like, I, I told him, I'm not going to open it up for you unless you're a police, you're being a police out here. 
all these negras were Mexican-American between 20 to 30. They were just fucking with me. They knew who to look for, pretty much. They targeted me. Uh, we get a, then a Caucasian police guest there with canine unit. And I talked to the cop real cool. And he went up to the zoo. He told me, can I search your truck, your car? And I said, go ahead, man. For you, I will. Fucking went in, put the, the, the dog. The dog didn't find nothing. Jeez. And the shit that I was rolling, I ate it. So they didn't find nothing. And, uh, you know, the cop went out and he told me, to do yo, man. You guys need to leave this dude alone. This is what you wasted shitty dollars for. And the look on the dude's face was priceless, you know? The whole time they had me with my hands up and on my knees. So I was like tired, my arms hurt. <laughs> so by the time I'm closing my, I closed my trunk, they fucked up my speaker. I had like a, some speakers in the trunk. They disconnected on and everything. I'm out there reconnecting everything. And uh, the one of the niggas that was about touching me, and he's like, no, man, why did you, why did you waste that time? And I was like, wait, this time? You fucking wasted my time, bro. Like, <laughs> I was waiting for, you got me out here pulled up for an hour or something for nothing. So, Jeez, man. I mean, that's why well, I'm always like, fuck, let me get that the Border Patrol because even if you're a Mexican-American, you're a target. Don't matter. Everybody's a freaking target. Amen. Hey, but um, you didn't answer the question. When did you start making music? Oh, shit, my bad, dude. <laughs> uh, well, like 2005, 2006. Like, I'm telling you, bro, it's just uh, freestyles. Yeah. Um, I had a homie, my brother's, my little brother's homie, actually, you know, he just one day decided to buy some turntables and some random homes, he just buy records and, you know, you know how it is, Friday night, you're all faded, yeah. and the next day, you get on the mic, and ever since then, like, it just, I stayed with you, um, with the writing, I'm telling you, it's just, that's why it's weird that I do it, I don't know, I don't do it on purpose, it's just, it came to me, so I gotta you know, do my diligence and, and give you real shit. That's my point. Just keep it real. I tried to, man. Fucking fake shit does suck, though. You're right. Yeah, I, I, I used to make t shirts and I used to have a shirt that said fuck the fake. That was one of my best sellers, bro. That's a good shirt. Yeah, we were called the Border Jumpers. We used to slam t shirts out there and folks got out. The vocal swap me, dire, you know, cool. the love of the people. That's that's what, like, when I what 2008, 2009, that was another. I was just in that scene. As far as uh, I would promote for local artists, anybody who would make music that would pass by our booth, yo, man, you got some CDs, you know, show love. That's I've always wanted to dig up the city, you know, at the same time. So like also with the music, you know. You hear uh, a Chico Stockton's line in there or some shit. Like, yeah. you know, I always try to give you like a street name or something. Like something always has to be Chico so you know where I'm coming from. When you're specific, that's when it's better, I think. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I try to be. You know, I can't. But the same thing is like, I don't want to say too much. Like, I don't want to have to be part either. You know, there's some food that the, the music is kind of like, well, or you don't like that, you know. So I, I try to just... I try to represent for both cities, not just for Paso. Cool, man. I don't see a lot of Juarez representation. So what's next? What are you currently working on? The sequel to Strawberry Cocaine, uh, Navarita de Uva, Great Cocaine. I'm going to give you a couple of the volumes, the cocaine volumes. That's like another little series that I'm doing, but we're doing Great Cocaine next. And then right after that, we're doing probably Pina Colada. Dang, man. So I, I like it. Awesome. Do you have music videos? I do. 
Uh, I got a YouTube channel, Hope Burritos TV. Y'all go ahead and subscribe to Alexa. You know, I always be posting up everything. I got a few music videos. Shout out to Magnificent. Como Caso is usually the one that I'm making me. Do you have any advice for other music makers out there? Like, what's your number one rule? Stay original, baby. Do not bite. And just keep do you. Like, I can't stress that shit enough. Uh, when I was in, I don't like seeing musicians sounding like other regions. Like, you're in a beautiful world. You know, Paso, Juarez. That city, that world does not exist anywhere else on the fucking map. Yeah. We're somewhere special. We're supposed to be proud of that and expose it. That's what I'm saying. Just because you make a, like, just because you make a video, I don't know, like, I ain't trying to hate on nobody specifically, but what I mean is we need to be proud of where we're at. We're not, like, if you're a rapper, don't be trying to sound like no Houston rapper or no Atlanta rapper. Like, keep it, keep, keep it truthful, you know? To yourself, like that. I mean, that's the thing. I can say that shit all all day, but it's up to the artist. Like me, that's my that's the material. That's that's my context. Like I'm I'm talking about El Paso and Juarez. I'm talking about smuggling, on border issues. You know, I'm talking about yeah. all this shit that that's there. You know, it's up to other people to to do that. I'm not saying everybody has to make drug music like leave, that's, leave that shit to the pros baby you know I, I got that but you yeah. know like shout out people like uh, you know Shamanas Frontera Bugalu you know people that fucking represent like, I keep going forever you know yeah. like I said I don't want to name somebody and not name other artists but shout out to all you who do it you you know you gotta support everybody, the roots man you know stay in originality yeah man like it's it's not a I'm proud to be an informal pastor in Juarez, and that's, that'll never stop. Like, I'll always be represented. The only thing what I'm saying right now is I'm expanding my my reach. Like, my audience is not just El Paso no more. So, you know, I, I'm pretty much speaking for the border region, which is, it includes El Paso, but we're going bigger than that, which cool. is good. Where can people find your music? How can they connect with you? Everywhere iTunes, Alexa, Spotify, Alexa, YouTube, Alexa, all the digital streaming platforms were there. Just look up on Sanchez. This next question, we try to ask to everybody. How does El Paso inspire you? El Paso made me. Juarez made me. That's the whole point of Corridos is. If you're from El Paso, you know that you're not just from El Paso. You're from El Paso Juarez, right? Yeah. So San that unite the hood and the corridor, the, the Mexican aspect, like it's El Paso is hood for this. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? I just want to thank you, bro, for giving me time, you know, to, to speak on it. I just want to tell everybody who's listening, man, 20 minutes of your time and, and choose any volume. They're all around 20 minutes. Just smoke one, chill. I fuck with Mexican, man. I do this for EP and Juarez. I do this for El Paso. So, you know, it doesn't hurt to show Mexicans some love. And if you like what you see, follow me. Let me know. And if you hate it, let me know too. I like that shit. That's what keeps me going too. All these little haters. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate you.
And now, check out this track from Ocho Sanchez. Citizenship, where were you born? I was born in El Paso, Texas. That makes you an American citizen, son. Stop fucking around. I want you to drive really slow into lane number three. I want you to turn off your car and put your hands outside the window. Okay, uh, why are you fucking with me? We know who you are, Mr. Sanchez. We know who you are. Open up the trunk. I ain't got nothing, sir. I told you, man. What the fuck? We might have to bring the dogs in on this. Get them ready. Mr. Sanchez, what do you have inside that trunk? Contraband inside my trunk, about a hundred kilos de pura lima limón. But I'm just trying to feed my niños porque ya no están chiquitos. Ahora piden cosas caras como los nuevos Jordans que acabó su papi paga. That's why you see a Mexa in the streets like a menace. Always on the run, a young doctor Candido Perez. Cause I'm your pusher, baby, your street pharmacist. Desde la frontera, Ciudad Juarez crossing bricks. Most these putos fraudulent, but not me. Check my papeles. Can I unit barking loud, Mr. Migra? Asking questions Es que la vecina se enojó y me puso dedo No lo pueden ver a uno alivianado Les dan celos, pinches perros traicioneros Cuántas veces no les di Un taco pa' comer y a veces un pase sí No más que me dé cuenta en donde meros se escondieron Los levanto yo mismo para enterrarlos en el cerro Serio pedo uh. Nomás los encuentra la verga me la van a pagar culeros Van a valer verga todos Ocho Sanchez, Hood Corridos, Narco Rap Tunes. Diga no a la piratería, baby. Thank you.